You're listening to today's inspirational message on pursuing God with Gene Apple. Here's Gene. Hey, thanks for joining me today. Whether you found this on iTunes, Spotify, Facebook, Instagram, the Eastside app, I'm glad you're here and look forward to unpacking a couple of verses with you this week that are so timely. We live in an angry world, don't we? I said, don't we? Relax, I'm just having some fun with you. You know, Aristotle said over 2,000 years ago, anyone can become angry. That's easy. But to be angry with the right person to the right degree at the right time for the right purpose in the right way, this is not easy. Now, what is anger? Anger is a physiological arousal. Anger is something that happens to you physically where your adrenaline is pumping, your pulse is racing. You secrete more sugar into your bloodstream and it prepares you to act. Anger is a form of bodily power that prepares you to confront and to take action of some kind. And along with it, we experience strong emotions and feelings. Now this week, I thought we would continue reading through James chapter 1 and we come across verse 19 where he introduces us to a passage about anger management with these words. He says, my dear brothers and sisters, take note of this. The phrase take note is a command. He's saying this subject matter is important. The stakes of this subject matter are sky high. Don't blow by this. And then he moves to some practical anger management skills. In verse 20, he writes, our anger does not produce the righteousness that God desires. It seems to me James is saying here, before you lose control, before you start raging all over others, remember the results. Our anger does not produce the righteousness that God desires. Now, let me be clear about something. Anger in and of itself is not a sin. The Bible says in Ephesians 4, in your anger, don't sin. The scriptures, in fact, 256 of them tell us that God sometimes gets angry. For instance, Psalm 103.8 says, The Lord is merciful and gracious. He is slow to get angry and full of unfailing love. He has a righteous kind of anger that just flows from his justice, the kind that hates evil. Now, we're made in the image of God. God has wired us all with a capacity for feeling anger. Jesus got angry one time when he saw religious leaders scamming poor people at the temple by making them pay exorbitant prices for their temple sacrifices, and the nostrils of Jesus began to flare in the face of injustice, and he starts turning over tables and driving out animals and scattering money. So sometimes anger is a positive thing that energizes us to do the right thing. If you don't feel angry over rape and child abuse and child pornography and the scamming of older people and terrorism, then your heart has grown immensely apathetic. But James warns us that anger, not focused in the right way with the right motives, with the right controls, does not produce the righteousness that God desires. And there are so many negative consequences of that. Proverbs 29.22 warns, an angry person stirs up dissension and a hot-tempered person commits many sins. An angry person drives a wedge between people. A hot-tempered person gets so upset, he or she often sins. Will Rogers once said, people who fly into rage seldom make a good landing. Proverbs 11.29 in the Living Bible says, the fool who provokes his family to anger and resentment will finally have nothing worthwhile left. I mean, think about it. How many families have been destroyed by mismanaged anger? Friends, all you have to do is look around at the results of mismanaged anger in our society and you realize why our anger does not produce the righteousness that God desires. I mean, 1,500 people are killed or injured every year on our roads because of traffic conflict. It's so common we've developed our own term to describe it. We call it 
road rage. In America today, there is one violent crime committed every 24 seconds, a murder every 23 minutes. And it's not just violence. I mean, mismanaged anger plays a role in virtually every divorce. In marriages that stay together, there's often kind of an emotional separation because of mismanaged anger. Parents who don't learn how to manage their anger very often wound their children, who in turn grow up and repeat the same patterns with their kids. They did a survey a while back of children who were asked, if you could change one thing about your mom, what would it be? The number one answer, the response of over 9 out of 10 kids was, I wish my mom didn't yell at me so much. No wonder James says, our anger does not produce the righteousness that God desires. So what do we do? What steps can we take before we throw a tantrum, flip a finger, raise a fist, slam a frying pan? James 1.19 says everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak, slow to become angry. God, I pray that this week you'll help open our eyes and more important, do a deep work in our heart because we find ourselves in this divisive world that we're in angry about stuff all the time. And we know that does not produce the righteousness that you want produced in our lives. So speak through us, God, through these times. I pray for each person listening, watching today. I pray for their week ahead that they'll sense your presence and closeness in Jesus' name. Amen. Hey, hope you'll join my, be back here tomorrow. We'll dive into this a little deeper. See you then.